I am Sister Justine. I'm a loving, devoted follower of Jesus who teaches at the local Catholic school. And Sister Justine has plenty of stories about saints, which she shares with the children to help them in their everyday lives. Relax and listen as we bring you Sister Justine's Saint Tales. It's a weekday afternoon after school in a local recording studio. Three friends from Holy Family School are there to record some music. That was a great take, you two. I think that's my favorite one so far. Yeah, I think we're really coming together. You wrote a great song. I agree. It's a nice piece. I know we're still learning our parts, but we'll get better. We promise. Aw, you guys. I know you will. You've been working hard at learning this song. I appreciate you being willing to play with me to make this record. Whoops, looks like our studio time's done for the day. I'm afraid so, children. I have to get the studio ready for the next guests. Your parents are in the lobby waiting to take you home. But, Isaac, I'd like to have a word with you before you leave. I wonder what that could be about. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Good luck. And see you at school tomorrow. Thanks. You too. See you all tomorrow. Isaac, you've got a lot of talent. I'm impressed by your songwriting skill, and I see a lot of promise with the song you're recording. Thanks, Mr. Crate. I've been producing music for many years, and I think this song has a lot of potential to make you a big star in this town. If you let me lead this project, I can make that happen. But to do it, you'll have to dump your classmates and let me hire some better musicians. What? I, I can't do that to them. They're my friends. Yeah, but they're holding you back. They said they'd get better. Yeah, sure, but how long will that take? I can make your music perfect right now. Tell you what, you think about it, and when you come back to the studio tomorrow, we'll talk further. Um, sure, Mr. Crate. The following day, during lunch period at Holy Family School... (sighs) Oh, I don't know what to do. What's wrong? Yeah, you really seem down. You were feeling pretty good after our session yesterday. What's bothering you? It's something I'd rather not talk about. I have a lot of thinking to do. Well, maybe I can help. Hello, Hello, Sister Sister Justine. Justine. Maybe you should talk to Sister Justine about what's bothering you. That's a great idea. Hey, I wouldn't mind getting another apple for a snack later. Maybe we could go back in line to get one? Sure. That would give them some privacy. Let's go. You can trust me. I'm here to help. What's on your mind? Well, the guy at the recording studio says my song's really good and it could become a hit. Well, that's great news, right? Yes, but Mr. Crate said he could make the song even better if I dumped those two and played with pro musicians. Oh, well now I understand why you're feeling so down. So hard because it's very tempting to work with pros who can make my song famous. But is it worth doing that to my friends? Well, the dream to become famous is tough indeed. It's full of temptations, but I'm glad your love of your friends is so strong. In St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, he tells the Corinthians that faith, hope, and love abide, but the greatest of these is love. I sometimes hear people say you've got to do what you've got to do to get ahead in life, so what do I do? Well, one thing you shouldn't do is compromise your virtues. In fact, the patron saint of musicians, St. Cecilia, is well known because she wouldn't do that, even at the cost of her life. She's a well-known martyr from the earliest years of the Catholic Church. Here, let me tell you her story. Historians aren't entirely sure about the exact date, 
But St. Cecilia was born about 200 years after the birth of Jesus in the city of Rome. Hello, it is believed that I was born into a Roman family, one that was in the upper class and very wealthy. But as a child, I became familiar with Jesus and loved him very much. I also loved being a girl of purity and virtue. According to legend, Cecilia didn't dress or behave like other wealthy young people. She was said to wear sackcloth, a rough fabric that could feel itchy to wear. I did that and fasted quite often. And I sang in my heart, Oh, I love to sing like that as a means to pray. I prayed to God and asked for the intercession of many saints and angels to protect my purity and virtue. I did not want anyone to ruin those, especially boys who might try to sneak a kiss or touch me in any way. But because she was a daughter in a noble Roman family, it was tradition for her family to arrange her marriage to a son in another powerful Roman family. And this happened. My husband's name was Valerian. During our wedding ceremony, I once again sang in my heart to God, asking for his help to protect my virginity and keep me pure. She had to explain this, of course, to her newlywed husband. Um, Valerian? Yes, my love? We need to talk. Can we talk later? It's our wedding night, and I want to give you a big, big kiss and hug you and hold you and kiss you again and... That's what I wanted to talk to you about. We aren't going to do that. Why not? What's wrong? I did take a bath before the wedding. No, it's not that. You smell fine. Then what's the problem? I have taken a vow of virginity and continue to honor that. In fact, I have an angel sent down from God to protect me and help me to keep my vow. I don't see any angel. Believe me, the angel is in our presence. Well, how can I see this angel? You'll be able to see it if you agree to take a walk to the third milestone of the Appian Way and be baptized by Pope Urbanius. That's just what Valerian did. He walked on that roadway and after reaching the third milestone, submitted himself to be baptized. Then he returned home. And true to my wife's word, there was the angel standing right next to her. It placed a crown of roses and lilies on Cecilia's head, and I felt a love that was much more important and meaningful than just kisses and hugs and whatever else. I felt God's love through Cecilia. I give my husband credit. His faith from that point was very real. In fact, he told his brother Tiberius what happened. Tiberius took the same walk and got baptized. My husband and brother-in-law then found new purpose in their lives to give proper and dignified burials to the Christians who were being murdered every day at the order of Tertius Almachius. Tertius Almachius was the local prefect or chief officer or leader who had the power to enforce laws and punishments. The Roman Empire had still not accepted Christianity and Christians were still subjected to arrests, persecutions, and even horrible, cruel deaths. But we were unafraid of possible consequences and worked to share the good news of Jesus Christ to any Romans willing to listen. While Valerian and his brother buried martyrs, I would preach. It is believed I converted as many as 400 people who were baptized by the Pope. But like any movement, when it starts to succeed, it gets the attention of authorities. And soon, word got to Tertius Almachius about Cecilia's activities. On his orders, Cecilia, Valerian, and Tibertius were arrested. We were all condemned to death for being Christians and actively seeking to convert Romans to fellow Christians. 
They put Valerian and Tiberius to death first, when they refused to give up their Christian faith. In fact, one of their last deeds was to convert one of the Roman guards who watched them. The guard was also put to death. Then it was Cecilia's turn. She refused to give up her love of Christ and worship Roman gods instead, so she too was ordered to be put to death. The prefect chose a creative and cruel way to do it. I was to be put to death by suffocating within the bath of my own house. Baths in Rome were similar to our modern-day health spas. They included saunas and steam rooms. The order was for Cecilia to be suffocated in unbearable heat within her bath. They thought I would be dead in about a day, but I was still alive, continuing into the night. I didn't even break a sweat. When Tertius Almachius heard that Cecilia was still alive and not suffering, he ordered an executioner to go to the bath and behead her. He struck me once, twice, three times, but he could not behead me. Still, I was cut up pretty badly, so the executioner decided to leave and let me slowly bleed to death. I finally died three days later, but while I suffered, something wonderful happened. What happened was that news got around of her situation, and soon people came to her house and prayed. Some collected samples of her blood, thinking it to be more holy and special. There was one more thing. Before I was arrested, I had made an arrangement with the Pope that upon my passing, my house would become a church. Upon my death, the Pope and his deacons buried me, along with my husband, my brother-in-law, and the Roman guard turned Christian. And then he made good on our deal and turned my home into God's house. She is the patron saint of musicians because of the songs she sang and heard within her heart and in the open while praying and communicating with God. That took a lot of guts to stay true to her faith and her purity. Yes, it did. She could have easily saved her own life, but it would have come at the cost of her loving relationship with God and the angel who was watching over her. Meanwhile, I've got a tough decision to make. Is there a prayer of intercession I could pray to St. Cecilia as I ask God for guidance? There sure is. It goes like this. O glorious Saint Cecilia, virgin and martyr, you won the martyr's crown without renouncing your love for Jesus, the delight of your soul. We ask that you help us to be faithful in our love for Jesus, that in the communion of the saints, we may praise him twice in our song of rejoicing for the blood that he shed, which gave us the grace to accomplish his will on earth. Amen. Thanks, Sister Justine. I think I know what I want to do. Hey, can you come with me to the studio later after school? Yes, I'll see you there. Later that day, at the recording studio... Ah, welcome back, Isaac. Um, wait, you brought your friends? Didn't you think about what I told you? And hey, who's the nun? I'm Sister Justine. And yes, Isaac has thought about your offer to make him a star. Tell him, Isaac. These are my friends, and I will not betray them. They are a part of my music because, like it says in the first Corinthians, faith, hope, and love abide, but the greatest of these is love. Oh, so you're going to be about virtue, huh? Virtue doesn't get you very far in the entertainment business, kid. Very well. Suit yourself. Although, it looks like I won't have the studio available for you anymore. Yeah, I got some other act that's willing to do whatever it takes to make it big. Good luck to you, kid. Well, 
The nerve of that guy. Wow, that was terrible. What a mean thing to do. Yeah, I feel so awful. I feel like we ruined it for you. Absolutely not. You did nothing wrong at all. That's correct. This isn't your fault at all. Isaac, I'm proud of you for sticking to your virtue and your love of your friends. Thank you, sister. Okay, so now what happens? This studio isn't the only place where you can make good music. There are plenty of other opportunities to play your song. Hey, we can always play the song at school concerts. Here's a thought. It was St. Cecilia who inspired the Catholic Church to recognize the importance of music as part of its liturgy. Maybe we could talk to the Father about making a song that could be used as a hymn. I like the way you think. There's a process the United States bishops go through to approve music for use in masses. But if your heart stays faithful to God... You mean if we stay faithful, my friends. I want you with me on this all the way. You've You've got got it. it. You've been listening to Sister Justine's Saint Tales, created and distributed by the Communications Department of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. The voice talents you heard are Melissa Cumming as Sister Justine, Isaac, Clark, and Giovanni as the students, Eliana Cromer as Saint Cecilia, Chris Riso as Valerian, and I'm Michael Mrosiak. I was the voice of Mr. Crate. I'm also the creator, writer, and producer of this series. Special thanks to St. Joseph University School in Buffalo, New York for their assistance. Thanks to Isaac for use of his music as part of this episode. Thanks to Samuel Francis Johnson and Pixabay for the prayer theme, and to Pixabay for portions of the sound effects used in this episode. And thanks to you for listening. Be sure to come back for more of Sister Justine's Saint Tales.